The following podcast has not been approved for audiences. Welcome to Rated In for Nobody, where we watch movies nobody would broadcast or even loop through a dolphin. I'm Lawrence. I'm Brian. I'm Okul. And welcome to uh, another pretty piss poor movie, if I do say so myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> today, uh, we're talking about Johnny Mnemonic. Oof. Yet another Keanu Reeves movie where Keanu forgets that he's an actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in real life, he's just like a really cool person, but just... God, he just sucks at acting. He... I have the biggest man crush on uh, Keanu Reeves. I just want to make that very clear. So That's kind of funny because I think he's like attractive, but I do not think he would ever be one of like my celebrity crushes. <laughs> I'm not saying I find him attractive. I just think he's such a cool dude. I just want to like be his friend. Well, then that's you know? not a crush, is yeah, it? Not really a man crush. <laughs> that's, why it's a man, that's why it's a man crush. It's a bro. It's a, man, it's a bro. It's a bro crush. Bro, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a bromance. Yeah, man. Okay. I, have a, I have a bro crush on Keanu Reeves. Yeah, that's more understandable. Uh yeah, Johnny Mnemonic. This is uh, yeah, released in 1980 something. Let me check because I completely forgot when it was released. 1995. You're right. Yeah, yeah. 1995. I was thinking 80 something. No, 1995. Uh, starring of course Keanu Reeves, Dina Meyer, Ice T. It's got like the gang's all here, I guess, with this movie. Uh, I just want to go ahead. I was gonna say like, uh, the amount of times that uh Keanu Reeves has played a person named John or Johnny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. John, John Wick. Wick, Johnny Utah. I like how you both just like. <laughs> uh, as a, I think Wick. that's it, right? And that's everything I can think of off the top of my head. No, well, oh, okay. In, two, in 2012, he played in a movie called Generation Generation Um, where he played someone named John. Oh, John Constantine. Constantine's um, a great movie. Constantine. I would like to. Uh, I will be the first one to defend that movie because I think Constantine is a wonderful movie. He played Jonathan Harker and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, let's see. Yeah, just played John, a guy named John, a lot. It's like his forte. He doesn't take a role unless the name is John because it's too hard for him to remember what his character's name is. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> they have to make it as easy for him as possible. It's his like persona, you know. Uh, have you all heard the rumor? That is how Keanu Reeves came to be in this movie. No, I haven't heard. No. If the rumor is to be believed, uh, apparently one of the the screenplay writers for the movie, uh, one of the the writers, just went up to his house and dropped the script on his front door, and then rang the doorbell and ran. <laughs> <laughs> and he opened the door and there was just a big script sitting there and he picked it up and read it over and there was a phone number attached. Uh, and apparently he liked it so much that he called him and was like, yeah, you definitely, uh, I'm in. <laughs> Which I just thought was kind of funny. The, the screenwriter wasn't uh, William Gibson, was it? It was not William Gibson. I don't think he okay. was the one who did it. It, was, it wasn't like... 
they didn't have any names associated with it. This is like I said, it's just like the rumor is just they just dumped it on his doorstep and he was like, oh, yeah. it's kind of a cool movie. Cause that's the weird thing. Like the the it said it's written by um William Gibson, who wrote the short story this is based off of. Mm. But I don't it doesn't feel like it's written by William Gibson, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think this is one of those things where money speaks more than his morals did because it was probably yeah. very much different than what the final product was. But they were probably along the way like, oh, man, you know, it would be really cool. Let's add a bunch of explosions for no reason. Yeah. Hey, let's add some metaverse into it, too. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. No, no, no. Forget about all the the touching plot points like for fuck that stuff. If it's not action 24 seven, the movie's not getting made. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Mnemonic, uh, I have to say the intro to this movie, the prologue really fucking sucked. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of got the Star Wars opening where it's the text running across the screen just kind of detailing what's been happening. But they, first of all, ran it across the screen way too fast. I was barely getting through each of the lines before they were moving on to the next one. Uh, so that was that was cool. Very good touch. Um, they also had a lot of like things that weren't explained until the very end of the movie or midway through the movie that they just dropped like you were expected to know what they were like this virus that's apparently been ravaging the nation called the the nas virus or the nas virus there's a bunch of uh mnemonic couriers who smuggled data you don't really know much about them the whole internet's become like this metaverse thing where it's like you know everybody just accesses the internet through these like virtual reality headsets and gloves and stuff it's just it's it's they've they're dropping all this information on us early on that is just kind of underdeveloped for what they're trying to make a point this early on, uh, and it kind of doesn't do well for the movie. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we we get through this prologue. It's just explaining all this stuff, and we get this like big purple ball that floats into the screen and just explodes with data, and it pans out to a TV alarm going off on this tiny ass TV in the year. Yeah. Get ready for this one. 2021 <laughs> because this is the future. They thought we'd be living in 1995. Boy, are they uh, probably feeling pretty shitty about this one because they've got like, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of similar to what we have, but it's definitely a long ways off from what they were expecting us to have. Well, hold on. Didn't they say it was like this, uh, like second decade of 2020? Second decade of the two, of the year 2000. Yeah. yeah so yeah. 2020. Yeah. Um. So it's like I, get, I think it's in. It was like it was in January too. Yeah. In the movie, I'm trying to see. Are we, maybe we're the in on the anniversary. I don't know. <laughs> Look, this whole movie was like just forgettable. <laughs> well, it was. 17. The 17th? It was 17th of January. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're three days late. It's okay. Well, hey, you know what? Yeah. That's fine. We're close enough. We're close enough. Happy <laughs> anniversary to a shitty movie. Um, Yeah, they. It's, it's funny because it's got this mix of like super high tech. The movie is cyberpunk, in case you didn't know. It's cyberpunk, like dystopian future, kind of. It's uh, the whole world is being run by big f like companies and you know, people are basically left to fend for themselves. 
big cities are falling apart. There's a lot of slums. It's basically just, you know, what is the world going to look like if everybody has access to all this technology and yet nobody has access to, like, basic human needs, I guess? Because <laughs> everybody can have an implant, but I guess not everybody can have a house, because that makes sense. So, like, today. <laughs> I mean, I don't know very many people who have nervous system enhancing cybernetics, uh, but if you can point them out to me, I would happily what, get some. What about what about Fred? You know, Fred? Oh, yeah, Fred. Oh, I forgot about yeah. Fred. Um, so it's like this weird mix of, of futuristic cyberpunk, but also 90s technology, because he's he's staying in like this five-star hotel. It's a very fancy place. The TV sitting on the wall is maybe like 15 inches by 15 inches. Maybe. It's, you know, big, like, big back, not a flat screen, nothing super fancy. Uh, and this is supposed to be top of the line because he talks about later in the movie how like this hotel is like top line. You know, this is what everybody strives for. And it's just kind of funny that it's like, man, I get it that, you know, you are actually limited by the technology in 1995, but you couldn't have CGI'd something a little nicer. <laughs> uh, I guess it was the nicest at its time. Maybe. But like I said, I yeah, it just feels like a little I don't know. It just kind of took me out of it when I saw that come up, because it's like, yeah, this is supposed to be in the future, but it doesn't look very high-tech to me, you know? Yeah, especially if you were, like, around that time. It's like, dude, this is just, like, what's around the day. I mean, yeah, my... Yeah, it's just... My immersion was kind of kicked a little bit when I saw that, but... So, you know, we're in this hotel room. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic is the character's name. His He just goes by Johnny. He doesn't have a last name. Uh... Johnny Mnemonic, he's waking up in a bed. You know, he's got the blankets pulled over him only halfway, though. So, like, kind of are just getting, like, oh, he's naked under there kind of vibes, right? So it's, like, only covering his, his like, waist region. So, and this is furthered by... Waste region. Yeah, this is furthered by the, the fact that a woman in a bathrobe walks out and is like, hey, babe, what's going on? Uh, you know, he's just had a one night stand with this lady and he's, you know, just kind of groggy. He's waking up. He's got a job he has to get to. Uh, and she's like, oh, well, I'll let you get ready. Don't worry. I'm going to go get some ice real quick. And he's like, well, we have ice right here. And she just ditches him. Uh, excuse. yeah, well, she's, yeah, she's not there for, for long. I'm pretty sure it's a prostitute because they yeah. talk later about how he misses the prostitutes he spend the night with, but uh he has no family he has no significant other it's just him he uses the tv to make a phone call which is kind of weird i don't know why he can't just use a regular phone he insists on using this big uh, big quotation marks around big big tv in front of him to make a phone call with uh where he gets in touch with his his like i guess it's his not his boss but like his his associate or contractor. Yeah. His contractor named Ralphie, uh, who is giving him the details on this project. Uh, and you know, like maybe six lines in this movie, we just get a big fat face full of this piss poor acting from Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at the TV. He's like, Ralphie, what are you talking about? what is this job I have to do? And like his Keanu Reeves accent, whatever it is, 
He just sounds like a surfer boy in every fucking movie he's in. I don't understand it. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's he's having this conversation. He's uh, we come to find out he's a smuggler for data. And this contact Ralphie is giving him his newest score. He's like, yeah, you got to go meet with these guys. They're in this hotel kind of close to yours. Uh, and Keanu's like, okay, this is the last job, though. After this, I'm done. I want to get a full restoration project, get the cybernetics out. Uh, he's wanting to just give up this life because it's just not for him, which, understandable. I mean, you're basically running around all over God, God knows where, getting this data, smuggling it, whatever. And he just wants out. So he basically tells him, like, I'll do this last job for you, and that's it. So uh, we cut forward a little bit. He's entering this hotel, which is... Like, a very expensive, very nice hotel. It was this weird, like, fish bubble fish tank in the middle of the room that he's, like, walking up to and looking at. And you, the camera goes behind it. You just get this big, fat Keanu Reeves face, like, right in the camera. <laughs> like Mega like mind Keanu Reeves. Yeah, literally. The, the fisheye lens from this bowl just, like, inflates his face, and it's just pressed right into the camera, and he just makes this dumb face. It was kind of funny, but it was just, like, I don't know. It didn't really add anything. Um, he goes into the elevator because he's going up to meet his contact, and he pulls this device out of his pocket, which is a memory doubler big fancy memory doubler which can give him a grand whopping get ready for this one 80 gigabytes of storage space wow 80 whole gigabytes that's unheard of but wait the doubler can double it to 160 gigabytes dude you just said some fucking words that blew my mind i've never heard of storage space such they have such immense capacity 160 gigs even right now on my PC, I have like 1.81 terabytes of space. Want to hear something whoa, whoa, funny? Whoa, you're an alien. Want to hear something funny? What? Warzone is 160 gigabytes. <laughs> he could have downloaded the entirety of Warzone into his head and been out of storage space immediately. That'd be really cool. You could just be like anywhere and just start playing video games in your brain. Yeah, in your brain in the fucking <laughs> metaverse, right? <laughs> like, it makes you wonder, like, if you were to tell the people of the past, like, this is how how many gigabytes you know games are now, they, their minds would fucking. Well, explode. I mean, Doom can run on anything. Like, that's the big gimmick with the original Doom is like it's so small. And there's really not anything to it that you can download it and run it on like on like kids watches and stuff. You can run it on calculators. Like, that's the big gag with with it. It's because it's only like five megs or something like that. And yeah. yeah, if you went back to 1990 and were like, man, I your whole computer with its 25 gigs of storage space is not even going to be able to have half this game on it. They'd shit their <laughs> pants and be like, what the fuck are you playing? Like, it has to be am like amazing. Yeah, it's not. They're not amazing. It's just big. Uh, so he hooks his memory doubler up to his brain so he can double his storage space uh, for this data so he can smuggle it. Because all the data that he smuggles, he puts into his head. Because that's the most secure place for uh, data smuggling. If this is sounding like cyberpunk, yeah. That's because <laughs> cyberpunk basically ripped the entire premise of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it does this funny cut to the window of this office. Where these guys are looking out the window. And it's just a big paper mache city. <laughs> with like toy <laughs> helicopters being flung around over top of it. 
<laughs> it's weird. It's like it's just it just goes back to like this immersion being destroyed because it's this cyberpunk city, futuristic technology, and yet the '90s couldn't handle a like a low CGI res city in the in the horizon. Or better yet, I don't know. Maybe just take a video of the city. <laughs> Go up to a uh, hotel room and film the city. I just, well, I, I love when like cyberpunk movies, uh, uh, like show like a wide shot or whatever of like this city, and it's like, oh, look at this cool cyberpunk city, but it's just it's just a normal city. Yeah, with, <laughs> with neon, with extra neon signs here and there. No, 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 not not even like in this movie. It's just like this is just San San Francisco on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. Because yeah, it's. Yeah, because the, the general MO for Cyberpunk is lots of bright neon LED, you know, colorful cityscape. And then yeah. also grungy kind of dark technology mixed in. And that's just kind of the Cyberpunk vibe. But yeah, you're yeah. right. With this movie, it's just the city. Like, it's it's <laughs> just it's just Los Angeles or San Francisco <laughs> or... Detroit, like it's just a city, and yeah. there's not really the cyberpunk feel to it, which it's it's kind of a big loss on their part because I feel like it could have done well with some of it in this movie. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, after Blade Runner, every like cyberpunk movie just wants to do that. Yeah. <laughs> which is granted. Um. Uh, so and that's that's the thing, like with the the miniature like paper mache houses that they were trying to do, they were trying to do what what Blade Runner did because that that movie used miniatures and stuff yeah. for their cities. Yeah, but they had like, you know, they had like people with talent working on those. That's movies. what I was literally. Yeah, I was about to say the difference between this movie and that movie though is that that movie actually did it well. Yeah, and here they were literally. It was just like, hey, do do any of you guys have kids at home? Oh, great. Do you think that this Saturday they'd be down to come to the studio and make some houses for us? Oh, they would. That's wonderful. Okay, well, we'll slate them in for 2 o'clock, and then we'll film the scene at 2.15. Okay, great. Because, yeah, it's like, it's shitty. Like, there's not really much detail on them. You can obviously tell it's fake, just immediately yeah. looking at it. Which is like what I'm saying. Like, you're telling me you couldn't have gone up to a hotel window and filmed the city for 15 seconds? This is a small scene. It didn't need a set for it. It's not it like they keep like, flashing back to it or anything. It looked like the the paper that you'd go to the Office Depot for, like the colored, you know, cardstock paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It does because yeah, it's like it's one tone colors, and it's just, I mean, literally, it's just like, hey, whose kid is willing to come in here? We'll give them like half a Jolly Rancher, and that's it. And then you spend three hours make this house city, and that's it. Uh, so. Keanu Reeves' Johnny is in this elevator going up, memory doubling, all that stuff. Uh, it's the inside of this office. There's a knock to the door, and all these people run up to the door holding guns. And they open it, and he walks in, and he's got this briefcase with him. And he holds it up in the palm of his hand flat, and he goes, uh, double cheese with anchovies. <laughs> and his dumb fucking like i said like his dumb surfer vibe like it's just double cheese with anchovies and it's like man they're like literally nine people holding guns to your head right now why would you make a joke like that 
Uh, this movie has is, is so tonally inconsistent too. Yeah. How so? No, it just jumps from like trying to be funny to trying to be like a serious, edgy that was cyberpunk like movie. Action, kind of like. I agree with Okal on this one. I don't think that was the movie. I think that was just his oh. delivery of the lines. Okay. I think I imagine like old Keanu in the the John Wick movies, like. He has all the guns pointed at him and shit, and he's like, extra anchovies. Pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> John Wick yeah. knocks on someone's door and is just like, hey, did you order a pizza? <laughs> well, I mean, just imagine like this, right? Because just imagine this scene, but instead of being uh, Keanu Reeves, now imagine the delivery with Bruce Willis. Okay. Oh, I think okay. I think it's just Keanu Reeves' delivery. I think it yeah. could have been done better if they had someone like Bruce Willis do it or, you know, I Vin Diesel or somebody like that. I think it would have yeah. come off as more of, like, this kind of, not, like, edgy, but, like, you know, he's hard. He's like, you know, man, I look at danger in the face and I laugh. But Keanu Reeves, oh, my God, he's such a bad actor. He's just, like, yeah, like double Keanu cheese with anchovies. And everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, how slow he would, like, say his lines, too, just fucking bothered me. Yeah. yeah. It's just his delivery. It's, and, and yeah, I think I'm with Okal on this one. I don't know if that was the the movie when they were, like, writing it out. They were like, oh, it'd be, f I'm sure there was a little bit of that. Like, we could add in some funny lines here and there. I think they were just accentuated by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, So he is, you know, he does this, like, fucking pizza guy gag, and everybody in the room's like are you the guy we've been waiting for and if so why are you making jokes like you're a pizza guy and he's like hey let me in already it's it's briefcase is kind of heavy <laughs> uh they put the guns down he comes in and he sizes these two guys up who have got all this data that they want him to carry and he's looking at the two of them and he's like man you guys are not like the kind of people i usually work for they're like, well, we did everything that you told us to do. And he literally, like, reaches to his belt. And they both fling their hands up in front of their faces and are like, oh, God, please don't hit us. And he's like, man, you guys are a bunch of bitches. Because, <laughs> you know, you can tell, like, go ahead. Oh, no, they, uh, they were just a bunch of fucking Twinkie Asian dudes. Like, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, you can tell just by looking at them, like, these guys are, are made to look like a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Like I, I think on the smallest shit too, and there's like I think we should make it clear that uh, Okul can say Tweaky Asian dudes because he is Asian. He yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Sorry, I need to clarify this. <laughs> this this is not this is not any racial uh anything. He is literally Asian. Okay. <laughs> he, like yeah, when the guy was speaking Japanese, I could understand it too. So. <laughs> Um, that has on the Asian points, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they're just they're made to be these these, like you said, just like these wimpy nerdy guys, and it's understandable. I mean, not I'm sure not everybody who has him smuggled data is gonna be this you know big hard ass you know boss, but even he's kind of taken aback by it because he just looks at the two of them. He's like, God, you guys are a bunch of fucking losers. <laughs> So he uh, he's talking with him and he's like, OK, you know, I'll do I'll do your job for you. You're right. You did. You followed all the steps, whatever. You know, what do you need me to take? And they're like, oh, it's kind of a big one. He's like, I can handle it. 
and they're like 300 gigabytes, which I guess was supposed to just be some like, like absolutely immense amount of data, completely unheard of. Like 300 gigabytes is just huge. And we all know that his max capacity was 160. He said it in the elevator with his memory doubler. He's like, yeah, once 160, that should be plenty. This baby's got enough. Yeah. And then he gets into the room and they're like, well, we need you to be able to carry 300. Can you do it? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, literally, they look at him and they're like, are you sure? Like, this is kind of a lot of data. Are you sure you can carry all this? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> and so he just completely fucking lies to them to get this job. Which, you know, whatever, the guy is prepping him. He's like, just so you know, this is a lot of data. This is a lot of data. If this is exceeding your capacity, you will fucking die. You will die. No, I got it. And he's like, uh, that's okay. I'll manage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought it was kind of funny. So... <laughs> yeah it's just he's he's just like yeah that's okay i'll take it anyways you just go ahead and put it in now he's giving him all these instructions and he's basically like yeah you know i'm here this briefcase has got all the the tools that we need to implant this data into my head uh let me give you the rundown well while he's doing like this explanation it cuts to the elevator lobby and this group of uh, Asian guys in black suits and slicked back hair are walking towards the elevator. And you're like, okay, well, these are the, guys. These are the bad guys. <laughs> so they go into the elevator. And it was kind of funny because they, the elevator doors are closing with like Star Trek noises. <laughs> Which is the only thing that makes them like cyberpunk. Because they just needed to be futuristic somehow. Because you can't just have elevators, right? So like it, they're closing. Just... Go ahead. It's obviously just like a hotel lobby, like your normal hotel lobby. Yeah, yeah, no, it, there's there's <laughs> literally no cyberpunk to this, whatever, except for the fact that when the doors close, it's like, <laughs> oh, man, it's just, I mean, choices like that, it's just like, man, why? What's the point? Like, literally, why are we doing this? There's no need. Whatever, I don't make the movie. I didn't make all of these choices, otherwise it would have been a better movie. <laughs> uh, cut cut back to Keanu Reeves. He's putting on this thing, and like this headset. He's got like himself strapped into this chair. And he's giving him instructions. He's like, all right, so basically the way this is going to work is I'm going to put this headset on. You're going to link your data into this uh, transmitter. And it's going to directly transport it into my head for smuggling. And he tells them that they need to pick three TV channels, but just random stills from TV channels. And that's going to be the access code for this data. That way, when he gets to his target, they are able to use these these still images to access his data. Uh, and he's like, yeah, you just need to pick three TV channels. Oh, and by the way. I need you to fax a copy of this to your recipient in the year 2021. Fax it. Let's go. I just thought that was so stupid. I mean, seriously, I get it. This you're limited. You couldn't have come up with anything in 30 years that would have been better in line with the rest of this movie. You have to fax a physical copy of this to somebody. You couldn't email it. Like, I know you fucking had emails in 1995. 
It's just nah, it's all about MySpace. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's just it's like, man, you really like you could choose anything, and you're just sitting back and you're like, yeah, fax machine. Yeah, we'll have them fax it to them in thirty years. We'll still be using faxes. Don't worry. So whatever, whatever. Fax him a copy, I guess. Uh, so he's you know he's through all this rigmarole. Cut back to the elevator. And these guys are talking to each other. We find out that they're part of the Yakuza and they're talking to each other. And one of the guys is like, who's our target? And then the other one goes, scientists. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> the information. Scientists. Just scientists. Who's our target? Who's our target? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Scientists. That's that's the target. Cut back. Once again, there's a lot of cuts in this movie. I don't really know why. It, this feels like something you could have just had him in the one scene go into the elevator and then jump to them in the elevator having this conversation. But no, we have to do this back and forth. Like every other frame is just elevator and then to this living room and then elevator and living room. It's just kind of shitty. Like doesn't it, it just like I said, it just yet another thing that just kind of kills the immersion, kills the mood. Yeah. Uh, so we cut back. Keanu Reeves has them start the download and he just starts having like a seizure in his seat while they're implanting this data into his head. And it's doing like this weird animated like metaverse thing where it's just showing all this data floating around and like this big brain in the middle. And it's just like supposed to symbolize his download. But then they have this still of an animated cartoon Keanu Reeves screaming <laughs> it, just, it just looks so fucking stupid. I don't understand it, why. It got it, dude. Oh, man. It's just... And then, like, they're just doing, like, this... It, it's, like, an x-ray. It's a skeleton. Oh, God, it's so intense we can see a skeleton. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it really adds to that fucking intensity. Like yeah. Was it the, the, the 3D... What do you call it? 3D modeling? I guess so, yeah. Like, have you seen Spy Kids? Yeah. It was like that fucking level. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you wrote Spy, the, the Spy Kids 3D? Yep, yep. It was like the weird, like, the video game visuals. Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like to me with the, yeah. the hacking visuals. I was like, uh. Yeah, it was pretty fucking bad. <laughs> um, So... You know, he's just having a seizure in his chair. The scientist guy has this uh, access code designator where he's picking through channels on the TV so that he can pick his three still frames for this access code. And you see him pick one, you see him pick the other. Uh, you don't see what the third one is, but you just see like him picking these, these images and then the procedure is a success. Yay, congrats. You know, Keanu Reeves stops convulsing. Uh, he rips this thing off his face and the man looks like he just pooped his pants. <laughs> like he's just sitting here with like this, like this face and he like kind of like shuffles to stand up. And, and I made this joke while we were watching the movie. I was like, man, he looks like he just shit his pants. And then he looks at one of the scientists and he goes, where's the bathroom? <laughs> he's kind of doing these like twitch blinking, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like he's out of it. He's fucked up from this implant because it well exceeded his his limitations. But it's Which, just it's just funny that like he's like shuffling, like he's doing like this walk that 
it's supposed to be like he's fatigued, he's worn out, he's fucked up from this download, but it literally just looks like he shit his pants. And then he turns to him and he goes, where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh, man. I just thought it was, uh, I thought it was I, funny. I just, and the best part is that he, he chose to do this. He Because he didn't have enough storage in his head or whatever. And he... They fucking warned him. Yeah, literally. And uh, he was like, nah, I'm good. Let's let's put 300 gigabytes in my head. Yeah, he knew how much he had. He knew he had 160. 160 was his cap. And they were like, man, I'm telling you right now, this is going to kill you if you're fucking lying to us. And he's like, no, that's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> and yeah, so he goes to the bathroom. Uh, he like collapses in front of the sink. Blood starts pouring out his nose. Like he's just fucked up. He does these weird like breathing meditation exercise things to stop bleeding and it works <laughs> i guess that's just some future stuff that they've come up with where you can just do breathing exercises to completely clot your blood so you stop bleeding that's pretty neat yeah i mean you know if you better have a fucking stroke you just do these like exercises <laughs> yeah you just do these breathing exercises you will not die <laughs> so uh the you know there's another knock at the door Rather than doing what they did last time, where they all go up with guns, somebody just decides that they're going to open the door. They just <laughs> There's just another knock on the door, and they're like, I know our guy already showed up, and I know that we've already got the data that we need implanted into him, but surely whoever's at this door is somebody we can trust, right? Nope, you'd be wrong. <laughs> the Yakuza walk in and just blast the room. They just shoot up everybody. It's just like, whoever whoever opened the door for him is an idiot. Yeah. Wait, it's just, isn't there like a keyhole? Or not a keyhole, like a, like a, was it peephole? There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could have seen who it was, but no, they just opened the fucking door. They're just like, oh, it must be, it must be Billy back from downstairs. He must have gotten the snacks. I just find it weird that you would answer the door the first time, guns blazing, like, and then the next time there's a knock at the door, when, like I said, your guy is already here, the next time everybody's just cool with it. They're just like, yeah, just about open the fucking door. Oh, they, the door. Friend. they open the door. Because it's Billy, back with the double cheese and anchovies. Yeah, yeah, back with the actual pizza that they delivered. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the, the Yakuza walk in, just fucking shoot the place up. Everybody's getting shot. Uh, Johnny is hiding in the bathroom, because, I mean, he's smart enough not to just walk out there into the middle of a gunfight. Uh, you see all the nerds get shot, and then some guy goes to check out the bathroom and this scene is so fucking stupid does anybody want to walk us through this bathroom scene uh so this guy he goes to um like go into the bathroom and he puts his arm like through the door and then uh uh counter reeves like slams the door but you can tell that he did not like slam it very hard and fucking uh, uh johnny goes to pull the guy in and the guy does nothing to stop him. Literally nothing. And the, and Johnny fucking flips him and, like, throws him into the shower. And, like, through the glass and it breaks and he's on the ground. And he, I guess he's just fucking dead. Yeah, he's just presumably <laughs> dead because there's all this blood coming out of his nose and stuff. And then Johnny's like, yeah, serves you, right? And turns out and walks out the door and it's like, man, what a weak-ass bitch of a like of a bruiser that they sent in this guy takes one one pane of glass and he's out for the count <laughs> like they have no cybernetics no nothing that that beefs him up he was a big dude too 
Like this was a I big just, ripped guy, and it's just one shower pain takes him out. He's done for the day. I'm telling you, Kiana's just built different. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um. So yeah, Keanu walks out of the room, and this guy walks in who becomes like the main bad guy aside from the big yakuza boss there's this like guy who works for him who's like the main conflict between keanu in the movie uh and he has this weird like cyber whip thing because it's not like a regular whip no 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 it's like a lightsaber on a whip which doesn't really make any sense because first of all how is that even possible? And second of all, how is this guy not cut his fucking legs off or something yeah, accidentally whipping this thing around? <laughs> One of those things that look really fucking cool, but when you really think about it, it is the dumbest weapon you could have. Yeah, literally, especially when you figure out how he uses it, because it's a, it's a little ring that he wears on his finger, and he just pulls, like, a little tab on the front of it out, and it, it pulls this whip out, right? And then he can just swing it around and stuff. And whatever it hits... As far as we can tell, it cuts clean through it. Like, no no resistance, no nothing. It's just a it's slice and you're done for. Which, like, how is he whipping this thing around? And how is he not taking off, like, an ear or a part of his foot or something in the process of learning how to use this thing? Like, I, I would be dead. I would have cut my own head off accidentally. And again, Cyberpunk 2077 ripped straight from this. And that's literally... A like a th uh, item in the game. Oh yeah, no. It's, this it's this so this whole movie is basically Cyberpunk the movie except worse. <laughs> so much worse. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got this, this movie, cyber whip. Oh, go ahead. This this movie is more buggy than the game. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got this cyber whip. It looks cool. Like I agree. It's one of those things where you just sit and you think about it and it's like, man, what a dumbass weapon. But whatever, I mean, it's not as worse as, it's not as bad as the crossbow later on, but we'll get there. Uh, so, he's got the cyber whip. Uh, one of the nerds is still alive, and he's trying to burn the access code so that they can't access the data in Keanu Reeves. Uh, he, he already faxed off part of it to uh, their contact, and he's trying to burn the last bit of the access code. And as he's doing it, the whip guy just flings his whip and cuts like all the fingers and half his hand off and this nerd just loses his mind like i i get it i would be in immense pain as well probably like if that happened say what maybe like from the blood loss you experience that's the thing though there shouldn't be any blood loss because it's cauterizing it yeah but they clearly yeah. show in the scene his hand just starts gushing blood but at the same time they show burn marks on everything else that he cuts so it's like you gotta make up your minds bro it's either cauterizing these wounds or it's making them bleed but you can't have both because like i said it's just like a like a lightsaber except really thin and on a whip like i imagine that thing's burning when it cuts maybe not though yeah. but the next couple of people he slices up with it are just not bleeding so hey whatever so he, he cuts half his hand off uh he goes out to him and he's like give me the fucking access code bitch and i'll let you live and the guy is, you know, hesitant at first, but eventually he relents. He tells him that Keanu Reeves has been sent to Newark to uh, deliver this data. And they don't show what happens to this guy, but we can assume he probably gets killed. Uh, which there's a lot of that in this movie. They don't really show any deaths, but then later on they're like, yeah, that guy's fucking dead. And it's like, I didn't realize that. Okay. They just kind of expect you to know it. 
I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves pulls... He, he whips through the hotel. He just, like, gets the fuck out of there. And he goes into the stairwell... And he puts on the worst disguise I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's it's almost as bad as like the fake glasses and mustache with nose combo thing. Like that's literally what he puts on, except he has like this hat with a fake wig inside of it and glasses and a mustache. And that's it. It looks so fucking fake. Anybody walking past who knows who they're looking for is going to look at him and be like, yeah, that's our guy right there. I mean, mustache aside fake hair aside that's definitely our guy whatever i guess these guys are just they they get paid by the hour so they're not too keen on getting him right away so he escapes he leaves through the elevator the rest of the yakuza also take the elevator down and the hotel staff don't say a single word to him when they come out of the room after blasting the place up with guns in the lobby like none of them are like hey what the fuck are you guys doing or are, is everything okay? The the guys who are manning the elevators are just like, man, just let them pass. Otherwise, we're going to get fucking killed. I'm sure it's just like a, a casual Tuesday for them. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. What the fuck is this place? <laughs> it, yeah, you're right. This has to be a normal occurrence because if I was one of those elevator Typical guys game. and I just saw a group of people come out with guns with the like out of the elevator, I'd be running. But no, these guys are totally calm and collected. They're just like, man, don't say a fucking word. Just let them walk past and we get to live. Uh. Yeah same fucking reaction i'd just be like well, <laughs> yeah you just let him pass <laughs> yeah <laughs> Keanu reeves uh is walking out i can't tell where this next scene happens he goes somewhere and gets a scan i think he's in the club right maybe i don't know he he i think it's either he's leaving the hotel and gets the scan or he's going to this next club and gets a scan but he walks out and he has a full body scan and they're like, oh, what's this? You've got uh, un unrecognized hardware in your head or something. You're like, oh, he's about to get caught. But he has his data storage device disguised as a dyslexia filter so that he can smuggle all this data out. Then the machine is like, oh, by the way, bro, your brain is fucking bleeding all over the inside of your head and you're going to die in 24 hours. So maybe go to a hospital. <laughs> and Keanu Reeves is just like, no, that's okay. I think I'll just keep going. Okay, buddy. But I, I fucking die then, I guess. We cut back to the whip Yakuza guy who's talking to the big boss. And it's kind of funny because the scene is from the boss's perspective looking at this guy. And this guy is wearing a suit that is way too big for him. <laughs> like, the sleeves are almost down to his fingertips. And it's like way down, like halfway down his thigh and stuff. And it's like, you couldn't have found a fitting suit for this guy. I don't think the boss is letting him walk around like that. Like, I'm sure they're like, no, man, everybody else is in a trim fitting suit. Like you have to be too. But no, this, likes this I mean, I guess they ran out of ones in his size and they were like, man, I'm sorry. We're, we're going to have to give you one size up though. <laughs> well, it's like the, 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 those perfect clothes you got that just are so comfy. You just can't take them off, you know? Yeah, well, not for this guy. <laughs> um, so there's like this little back and forth. He's asking about, you know, how the access, how they like recovering the data went. And he's asking about like, did they get him or not? He says no. Uh, this whip guy is talking to the Yakuza boss. He's like, man, I know I'm not, this isn't really my place, but like your kid just died. Maybe you want to take it easy for a little bit. And the guy's like, shut the fuck up and go get my data. 
He's like, oh, I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> um, And he tells this whip guy that they want to take Keanu's entire head because they don't want to risk any data leak. So they're just going to extract the, the data in its entirety from his head that way instead of just downloading it from him. I don't really understand why. Like, to me, it would just make sense to just continue to download it because, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, when they do download it, it's fine. But I guess right now it isn't. But whatever, right? So the whip guy hands over the, the burnt access code that they have to the boss. And then it cuts back to Keanu Reeves on the phone with his contact, Ralphie. And he's like, what's the score? I'm way overloaded. And it's like, once again, it's just like, man, you knew the risks going into this. Like, you literally told them that you were fine to take this. And now you're bitching about the fact that you're overloaded? Like, you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, literally, he's like, man, I can't believe that they fucking overloaded me like this. This is such bullshit. I mean, I didn't realize it was going to kill me even though that guy literally looked him in the face and was like, this is going to fucking kill you if you don't have enough space. And he's like, yeah, shut the fuck up, nerd. Put it in my head. <laughs> Take a little big boy. Yeah. We also get our first of many AT&T logos in this movie. Uh, they picked the wrong movie, first of all, to, to be like associated <laughs> with. And second of all, they did not, they did not even try and hide this. They, it is on every single like, phone and portable like messaging thing like there's an AT&T logo splattered across this whole fucking movie it may as well be called Johnny Mnemonic and his travel through AT&T City <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's all over the place it doesn't make any sense but whatever I guess they tried to get Verizon but um it didn't work out Verizon <laughs> saw, the, saw the script and was like no I'm, I'm good Verizon dodged a bullet <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, are you actually being serious, though, Lawrence? No, oh, I'm no. making a joke. be like, bro. Um, so, yeah. And then he's on his way to this club, because that's where Ralphie tells him to meet him. And we cut to the club, and it's this woman who's talking to a guy named Spider. And she's like, man, look at that bitch ass over there. He's got a bunch of ladies who are bodyguards for him but he doesn't realize that they're a couple models old i'm so much better than they are you know what i think i'm gonna go over and beat the shit out of them and then guess what she does exactly that she walks over and just starts trying to beat the shit out of these ladies and you're like man like who's this loose cannon she walks over she's like she goes up to one of the girls and she like just bunches her in the face and this guy's like hey what the fuck are you doing and she's like well don't you know these these girls are shit like you you got a bunch of bad bad bodyguards rolling with you like you should use somebody like me instead and he's like oh yeah hold your hand out for me and i guess that this is like a test for this virus because this virus apparently just kills all the nervous function in your body which is what spider was talking to her about a minute ago he's a doctor who works on her and a minute ago he was like yeah you know i really need to take you in and take a look at you again because you're just getting worse and she's like fuck you spider bitch ass all right i'll be back later today i'll talk to you later uh and this guy is like yeah hold out your hand and you find out that she can't keep her hand still like she's shaking really bad she can't keep it up and the guy's like man maybe maybe this isn't the best job for you maybe you'd be better off somewhere else and these two girls are like yeah maybe you should become a prostitute become a prostitute you'd be better on your knees you prostitute 
It's like, man, get off this prostitute thing. Like, you made the joke once, all right? Make get new material or something. <laughs> um. Then there's this weird fucking scene where this guy is like, yeah, yeah, go become a prostitute. And he looks over at one of the girls next to him and just starts licking her tongue. Yeah, no, he was like he was trying to the fucking tongue. It was yeah, he was like painful. he just he looks over at her and he just sticks his tongue out and they just start licking each other's tongues. They're not kissing; they're just licking each other's tongues. And then well, she walks romantic. away and it's like, what the fuck? I just you know what? Maybe I did dodge a bullet, not worked from that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize tongue licking was part of the contract. So it's in the fine print. Yeah, it's in the fine print. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves gets dropped off in this car in the middle of like a rundown part of town and there's a couple of guys up in like a, a blown out part of a building uh, and they start scanning him and we find out that the guy who scanned him his name is J-Bone and then there's just some kid with him and you know J-Bone scanned him he's like oh man we got a suit down here we got a guy he's got parts on him the kid's like oh maybe we should go tail him and he's like nah forget about it just leave him and J-Bone, by the way, is played by Ice-T. Um, so then Keanu Reeves is walking down. He's like trying to meet this contact. And we cut to this guy who is in a full fucking cowboy outfit. He's got the cowboy hat. He's got the spur boots. He's got like a leather, not leather, a jean jacket and jeans. Like this man is dressed to go to a rodeo. And it's just kind of weird. Like it just doesn't fit with a fucking cyberpunk vibe. Why have a cowboy in the middle of cyberpunk city? These are the questions we need answers to. So he meets up with this guy. He's like, are you my contact? And then the cowboy's like, yeehaw, partner. Yeah, I'm your contact. Come on down over here. Yeah, da, da, da. come on over here. Keanu's like, okay, bro, I'll come over there. Uh, definitely not a trap. They walk into this room. Uh-oh, there's a guy ready to jump him and beat the shit out of Keanu Reeves. His name is Baldy because, yeah, he's bald. That's a funny joke. Keanu Reeves uh, walks in. He's like, oh, this is a trap, isn't it? And then Baldy's like, yeah, it's a trap. And Keanu Reeves doesn't even take a second to listen to the rest of what this guy says. because He just starts beating the shit out of this cowboy. <laughs> he's like busting him over the head and punching him in the face. Like he's beating the shit out of him. Uh, he throws him to the ground and then Baldy comes up and like gets him with a gun. He's like, any last words? And Keanu Reeves is like, yeah, I need to check my watch real quick. And he checks it. He literally touches a button on his watch and the wall fucking explodes. Uh, I guess he like hacked into the camera and overloaded it or something and just blew up the wall. But the entire wall explodes and just sends both of them flying. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, this would be a great technology for a terrorist organization. Because if you could just get a watch that could just blow up any electronic in your vicinity, like, you could do a lot of damage with that thing. I don't know where Keanu Reeves got this watch, but that's that seems like a national security threat. Well, that kind of reminds me of, like, watchdogs when you could just fucking hack yeah. into a camera and just a point and click blow something up. That's what I'm saying. Like, this, this right here is like a technology that does not need to be released to the public because, holy shit, that's a lot of damage you could do with that watch. Which, by the way, he never uses for the rest of the movie. Even though he definitely could in a lot of different scenes. Uh, so the wall blows up. They get launched out. Keanu Reeves runs and hides behind some broken down cars. And this guy walks out with his gun. And he's looking for him. And Keanu Reeves 
you know, as classic main character of a video game would do, throws a rock at a wall and the guy immediately walks over to it like it's just like that's the surefire way that you know he's over there. And it's like, man, you really fell for that, you fucking idiot. He just threw a rock at the wall. Like into a clear open area and you're just walking over there looking at him like, man. So he walks over where this rock got thrown and uh, the two people, J-Bone and this kid are still up on the roof and the kid leans out and he's like, oh shit, what's going on down there? Because they just both thought, saw this explosion and he accidentally kicks a can and the guy with the gun just like opens a fire into the top of this building and shoots the kid right in the fucking head and he falls like 20 stories onto the ground. It's just like, man, what is going on in this movie? I just don't understand why is there so much of this like it's like a Michael Bay movie. There's explosion after explosion. There's just like a bunch of deaths that don't need to be done or facilitate any plot development. It's just needless, mindless massacring of people. I don't get it. This kid dies. He falls out of the building, collapses on the ground, you know, blood, whatever. Then the gun guy goes over and walks over to him and he looks at the kid and the scanner guy climbs down from the building with a rope and he tries to jump him, but he fails. Or no, he doesn't try. This doesn't happen yet. He he goes over to the kid. This The guy with the gun is walking over and the scanner guy is just sitting on the ground next to the kid. And he looks up, up at the guy with the gun and he's like, you just fucking killed this kid. And he's like, yeah, bitch, guess what? Do something for me. Say bye. And he just gets this wide eyes smile and he points a gun right at his head. And you're like, well, I guess this victim counts about to go to two until Keanu Reeves shows up and beats him over the head with a big wrench. But somehow he doesn't die. There's a lot of this in this movie. It's like a lot of small things seem to kill people instantly. And then you get big stuff and they just fucking live through it. Like paint a glass instantly kills a bad guy, but a big wrench over the head doesn't do shit. Okay, movie logic, if you say so. The guy uh, points his gun at Keanu and this is the first of many knife kills that are in this movie because the scanner guy throws a knife with like enough force and precision to pierce this guy into his heart and instantly murder him. And he does. He just fucking dies right there and right then and there and like collapses on the ground dead. So next scene happens. Uh, he basically it's like not a whole lot happens. He gets kidnapped. He gets drugged into this bar thing that they saw him in first you know, taken into the back. This girl, the bodyguard who was beating the shit out of these girls earlier, sees him, goes, runs to the back, and wants to rescue him. So she climbs with these ducks, jumps into the room, and uh, just starts beating the shit out of all these guys who kidnapped him. Who, turns out, one of them was the guy who contacted him, his, his like, associate Ralphie from earlier, who is trying to get his head so he can cash in and give it to the Yakuza for more money than he was promised originally. Uh, the girl beats the shit out of him. They both escape. And uh, you find out that the whip guy is part of all of this. And he just fucking murders Ralphie on the spot. So there, <laughs> there goes another character. Cuts him into three pieces like a cartoon. He does. Where and he, like slides off. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, he like cuts him in like thirds and then he has time to look down at himself before he just <laughs> melts into three pieces it was kind of funny like that's what i'm saying like the movie is like what 
the anime sword cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The movie is like is he doesn't know if it wants to be funny or if it wants to be serious. Yeah. Like he looks down at himself like a cartoon and then just dies. Yeah. Uh it's also important to mention here that uh this girl, her name is Jane, the bodyguard, and Keanu Reeves is like, I will give you he well, he says I'll give you $20,000 if you kill these guys and set me free. She's like, I'll do it for $50,000. He's like, okay, just fucking kill them, please. And so they escape together. She kills them. Uh, except for the wire guy. The wire guy is still very much alive and unhappy about what's going on. So they run out. They run downtown. You find out that she's associated with a group of people, like a gang maybe, called the Lotex who kind of run the streets. They're like the... I guess they're like the... I don't really know how you would describe them. They're kind of like the mob, but like if the mob was good. <laughs> they they do a lot of stealing, they do a lot of broadcasting, and they're doing it for the benefit of the people. So they're just kind of like the the gang downtown. And... Gang. Yeah, so... They meet up with the Lotex, and the Lotex basically stop the whip guy and one of the bodyguard girls from chasing after him, and they escape into the sewers. So, uh, at this point, Keanu Reeves starts to have, like, side effects from all this data in his head. Uh, he's, like, having these metaverse ads play is, like, the easiest way to describe it. It's like when you get a YouTube video and then there's, like, an unskippable ad at the beginning of it. <laughs> he just has, like, this, like, 15-second long, like, just, like, flash of information just flood his brain. And literally every time I saw that, it's like, God, he's just getting all these unskippable ads. It's like the, uh, like the music chip that Elon Musk is wanting to release so you can stream music in your head. It's like if you were listening to Spotify on that and got a fucking unskippable ad playing in your brain. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. I just thought it was, like, hilarious. Um, they're, you know, walking through the sewers. There's a lot of weird, like, sexual tension between these two characters for literally no reason because they have no connection to each other whatsoever at all. They're doing it to add, like, romance. They are, but, like, I'm saying, like, there's no build-up for it. They're just... Oh, yeah. There's no there's no chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no chemistry. <laughs> there's no nothing. And, like, all of a sudden, these two characters, like, all over each other are just, like, fucking madly in love with each other for no reason. And it just feels weird and forced. I just... Uh, it's just another part of this movie I just did not like. Uh, we get the first of many times that this new character is appearing... We cut back to the Yakuza boss in his house. He's uh, greeted by a vision in his TV of a woman. And she's like, hey, look, I know you're trying to kill this guy, but maybe don't do that. And I'll tell you why. Oh, just kidding. I can't. And then vanishes. <laughs> and the Yakuza guy's like, well, that was weird. Better go on killing that guy. I can't tell you this information yet because the script doesn't allow me to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know it would only take literally two seconds to tell you why you can't kill him, but I'm going to hold it off for maybe six more times of not, like, actually telling you anything. Keanu Reeves, we cut back to the two of them. He had collapsed on the ground after this, this Spotify ad was playing in his brain. And he wakes up, and he's cross-eyed when he wakes up, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, And... Jane is dumping out her purse next to him and is like, 
he's like, you let me fucking sleep. You know, I have 24 hours to live, right? And she's like, yeah, well, you were you literally wouldn't wake up. So what do you want me to do, buddy? Uh, she dumps out her purse and she's like, yep, everything a girl needs. Grenades, mace, some other third thing. And it's just like she has this bedazzled grenade in her purse. <laughs> it's like been dipped in pink paint with like rhinestones on it. It's just kind of funny. Um, uh, yeah, it's so it's so fake. Literally, like it's all one thing. There's no like clip that it's like that can be taken out. It looks like just like a toy. Yeah, it's no, so it, yeah, it's like something that you would buy in like a Spy Kids set. <laughs> it's like a fake, yeah, like a toy grenade that's just been painted pink. From Party City. <laughs> the Fortnite, uh, what was that, Boogie Bomb? Yeah. <laughs> um. So we start to see more of his symptoms, like his hands all fucked up. He's like limping. He kind of gets over it, though. He's, you know, fine afterwards. Uh, We have this weird scene where the two of them are walking through the sewer system. And she's like confused as to how he's like transporting all this data. She's like, well, how are you fitting all this into your head? And he's like... Oh, well, it's pretty simple, actually. I just dumped all of my childhood memories. She's like, why? And he's like, well, because I can't carry data around if I have memories in my head, can I, you stupid bitch? And she's like, oh, well, my God, I'm sorry. He gets so, <laughs> like, aggressive with her about it. He's like, well, maybe because I didn't want to fucking remember any of them. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Take a breath, Keanu Reeves. It was just kind of funny. It's just like, God damn, take a breath and just <laughs> calm down a little bit. So, and I'm kind of with Keanu Reeves on this one. He asks her to leave and she's like, I'm not fucking leaving until you pay me. So you better pay me. And he's like, well, how about you just go ahead and leave? And she's like, no, but I'm with Keanu Reeves. This lady kind of seemed like a bitch. She's like getting all up in his personal business, like accosting about like all this smuggling and stuff. And Keanu Reeves is just like, lady, can you please go away? She does not, though. She insists on sticking around for the rest of the movie. Yay. <laughs> this she, next... She had no fucking purpose, too. Yeah, no, she didn't. She spoiler was... alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. She's just here to add, I guess, something to the movie. But it's not very uh, much. <laughs> uh, can I take this one? Yeah, go for it. So so they're they're arguing, and uh, Keanu Reeves is, is like, uh, talking about, um, you know, ways to get the, the stuff out of his head. Or whatever. And he's like, I need a computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they go into like this abandoned house that she's like using as a hideout. And yeah, he's like, Don't you understand? I need a computer. And she's like, um, well, we don't have a computer. And he's like, okay, well, bring me this list of very specific technological objects and I'll build myself a fucking computer. And then he does. <laughs> they just have everything in in the room that he needs, and he builds himself a computer. <laughs> just casually building your own computer. Yeah, out of like fucking like cardboard. Cardboard. And yeah, like it's just like, man, I whatever. So he uses this computer to make a phone call with the hotel that uh, they were staying at because he's trying to find the fax machine they used to like find out where they sent this fax to so we can get the access code to get it out of his head is the is the long and short of what he's doing and the yakuza are trying to stop him and there's a really funny line where one of them goes quickly narrow the bandwidth to keep him out <laughs> like you you're going to narrow the bandwidth how first of all how are you just going to narrow the internet's bandwidth from 
where he is? Like, how do you have access to that? And second of all, <laughs> that's not going to keep him out. It's just going to slow him down a little bit. Uh, I just thought it was kind of funny. There's also, like, this car lock noise every time he uses these, like, glove things to surf the web. It's like every time he, like, clenches his hand, it's like, beep, 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 beep. Like, literally, like, if you were locking your car. It's, like, the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So he's, like, he's doing all this, like, web searching stuff. And we find out that this fax was sent to a copy shop in Newark, and it only had one name on it. And it was the name uh, Dr. Alcum. Dr. Alcum. That's all he knows is that it was sent to a man named Dr. Alcum in Newark. Uh, so there's this other guy from the Yakuza who also enters cyberspace. Oh, boy. Oh, God. And he's threatening him. He's like, fuck you. Uh, I could crash you from here, buddy. You better do not try and slow me down. And then this guy is like, you've got a head full of pharmaco data. And it's going to kill you if you keep it in your head. And this is when we realize that what Keanu Reeves is carrying might actually be a little more important than we originally thought. Because uh, Pharmaco is basically like their leading supplier of pharmaceuticals and med like medicinal services, I guess, in the city. Uh, so he's holding some big bit of information about their company in this data that he's wanting out. So right before he leaves the cyberspace, the woman from earlier who appeared to the Yakuza boss appears to Johnny and is like, oh boy, you better, you better make it quick. You know, go try and search out Dr. Alcum because he's going to help you. And then he leaves cyberspace and that's literally it because the woman rips the headset off before she can tell him anything important. I mean... If look, if I was this lady and this is two times I'd failed, I'd just start my sentences with whatever I'm trying to tell the person. Next time I show up, I'd be like, oh, by the way, here's this huge revelation. I wouldn't wait and like set up all this exposition and stuff. I just tell them. I mean, you're trying this hard to get across, but you keep failing. I mean, maybe try different tactics, but whatever. Uh, so they appear outside the building. She gets to use this bright pink grenade. She throws it, kills a bunch of them. Uh, Lawrence, this is where your favorite character is introduced. Uh, oh yes. Hold on. Okay. Uh, sh you know, they're running away. She throws her grenade, kills all these people. They're just trying to escape. They're trying to meet, uh, up with the Pharmaco head so that they can make contact. And so he can try and get them to extract the data so that, you know, he can safely get it out. Right. Uh, and then we cut back to the Yakuza boss who's making a phone call. And Lawrence, you can take it from here. Oh, this guy. You see this this guy, you know, blonde beard, luscious yellow hair. He's in a, a, a like a chapel, a church with candles and everything. A big, and, like, yeah, like a big medieval <laughs> style church, like completely he, contrasting to cyberpunk. And he's like closing his eyes. He's doing a, like a fucking cum face. I don't know why uh, <laughs> two of our movies have cum faces a lot. But he's holding what looks to be a cross. Um, yeah, because uh, the because the yakuza boss on the line is like, I need you to uh, convert somebody for me. And the guy, and he's holding, yeah, he's holding a cross uh, with with Jesus and everything, right? And then he raises it up, and it's a fucking knife. Yeah, because he goes, he goes. The yakuza boss looks at him, and he's like, I need you to convert somebody for me. And this preacher goes, 
ah, I see. Do you want me to convert them? And he holds the cross up and then he's like, or convert them. And then he holds it a little bit higher and there's a big fucking knife at the bottom of it. <laughs> not, not like a not like a dagger, like a knife, like Swiss That's army not a knife. kind of knife with this like the, is a the knife. jagged things on the side and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so um this this guy's like uh pumped up with uh with like tech in his body or whatever. Yeah, they said um, that he has no more organic parts. Which isn't entirely true because he's still got like his skin and stuff, but like all his his functions have been replaced with cybernetics. Yeah. So the the Yakuza boss is like, I'll give you triple times the normal fee to go do this in 24 hours. And naturally, this guy is like, yeah, obviously, I'll do that. Uh, Cut back to Johnny and Jane. They are at a telephone and Johnny grabs the purse out of her hands and is like sifting through it. And he pulls out her credit card and he goes you mind if I use this real quick? And she's like, um, sure. And he just puts all the charges for this phone call onto her credit card. Like, kind of a dick move, bro. I know you have money on you. You were just staying at a five-star hotel. You tell me you can't make a phone call with $5 out of your own pocket? He gets this PharmaTech CEO on the phone because he got the phone number somehow. I don't think they tell you how he got it. He gets this phone number to this guy, and the guy's like, why the hell are you calling me? How did you get this number? And he's like, how about you just come meet me? Because I've got all this data in my head about your company. So they agree to meet. Uh, Jane thinks it's a horrible idea. She's like suddenly super caring and like emotional towards him. And she's like suddenly just so concerned about his well-being. And then proceeds to have a massive seizure and just like collapses on the ground. And Keanu Reeves... <laughs> the scene is is framed like Keanu Reeves lays her against a, like a bunch of mannequins and then fucking leaves her because he sets her up against it and she's like oh god find spider for me and he's like yeah okay I'll definitely do that but I'm just gonna set you down on the ground and then leave because <laughs> like the scene ends with him just laying her on the ground and then fucking running away but in reality we come to find out that he was loading her into a car, I guess. But to do that, he had to set her on the ground and go across town to do that. Sure. So uh, they pull up at Spider's house. He grabs her. He goes to the door. Spider is, you know, inside. He lets him in. And he goes. Spider goes on this long rant about how, first of all, Jane has this virus, the NAS virus. And he goes on this huge rant about how technology is killing our world and like technology is like the greatest disease that's ever spread ever and how horrible it is. And Keanu Reeves is like, shut the fuck up. I don't care. And the guy's like, OK, buddy, uh, Keanu Reeves just walks over to this guy's computer while he's in while he's examining Jane and just logs into it and starts using it. And the lady appears to him again and is like, oh, you know, what you have in your head is super important. Just go find Dr. I'll come. He's going to help you. Uh, and then Spider walks over and is like, what are you doing on my computer? And he's like, I was just looking at it. <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny. He's just like, he gets caught right in the middle of the act and is just like, oh, I was just looking at your computer. I'm sorry. So we cut back to this preacher guy who was just going all over town murdering people on a search for Jane and Johnny. Uh, he goes to the bar that they were at earlier, and he just fucking murders a bunch of people, and he's like, 
Where are they? Uh, they tell him where they are. So, uh, this guy's in like full uh, shepherd cosplay. Like he's in the Christmas pageant for um, his local church or whatever. Yeah, he's playing like the wise man in the in the Christmas play. He's like got a full blown like uh, like shepherd's outfit, and he's got the cane and everything. It's kind of funny. Uh, we uh, ca- he's like the Lord of the Rings nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's larping oh. as a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> He he's like a big uh you know Lord of the Rings nerd, but for the Bible. Yeah. Um. So we cut the Bible conventions. Yeah, I'm Bible sure he con. fucking does. Uh, we cut back to the doctor's office, and Spider is insistent on doing some scans on Johnny, because Johnny is just like like losing control of his body and like bleeding out his nose and stuff. And every time spider asks if he's fine, he's like, yeah, doc, I'm okay. Can we just hurry things up a little bit? I'm dying. And the doctor's like, I really need to do some work on you, pal. Can I just scan you once? He's like, well, I guess so. Uh, so he runs the scan on him. Jane gets up after, you know, her coma is worn off or whatever. And it's insistent on traveling with Keanu wherever he's about to go. They, you know, he tells Spider that he's looking for Dr. Alcum, and Spider knows where he is, and he tells him that he'll he'll take him to it. So, the three of them load into a car and are driving down the road, and Preacher, the, the assassin, the Bible assassin, is in the road in front of them, and Spider's driving the car, and Keanu's like, who's that? And Spider revs the engine and fucking runs this guy over instantly, just like blows him across the street. And is like, he, well, first Preacher goes, halt sinners. And they just fucking run him over. And he just goes flying. And it's hilarious because it's like, man, you just fucking ran that guy over. And you would think, like, if a pane of glass was enough to kill somebody, this Preacher guy's not getting back up. No, he just brushes it off. Like, he's got blood running down his face. It's like legs fucking twisted. And he's like, oh, fuck, you're going to pay for that one, buddy. Wait till I get over there and crucify you later. <laughs> Watch as I fucking convert you. Um, so they get to this hospital and it's kind of a, like, sad reality right now because it's, like, basically how our hospitals are overcrowded, like, just filled with patients. Everybody's just, you know, right on top of each other. And it was just, like, a pretty grisly comparison to how things are really. So at least they got one aspect of this movie, right? (laughs) Um, so... He's talking with Spider. He's like, you told me you were going to take me to Dr. Elkham and you're telling me he's not here. And Spider's like, no, I am telling you he's here. It's just Dr. Elkham's not actually a person. It's slang. When we say Dr. Elkham, we mean doctors, all doctors come to a patient because something's going on. Oh, but also Dr. Elkham is the name of the underground doctor ring that I work for that runs this hospital and facilitates all of our functions. So that's also probably what it meant. It's like, well, then why would you tell us the slang? Like, what was the point of that? It's like, you know, that's not what it meant, but okay, I guess. So he tells, uh, he tells uh, Johnny to get on the bed. He's like, we're going to run some decryption codes to try and decipher this data. Uh, and Johnny looks at him. He's like, do you think you can break it? And the doctor goes, maybe if we're lucky. And this is like zoom in central. 
because literally it was so bad it was like distracting every fucking scene for like the next nine scenes were just these real quick zoom in close-ups on these two characters faces as they delivered their lines and it's like it would be like it would be keanu reeves and he'd be like as a going doc and it would zoom right in on his face and then it would be the doctor and he'd be like i don't know it's not going great and then he'd go back to keanu and he's like yeah, i'm probably gonna die if you can't do this doc you think it's okay you think it's gonna be okay and he'd be like i don't know we're just gonna have to see and it's just like zoom in close up zoom in close up it looked like shit and they were like uh we got enough money for two dollies let's try and use them as much as possible <laughs> yeah except oh only in this one scene because they don't really do it for the rest of the movie <laughs> So, no, it's like they had him on a rent, but only for the one day. And the one day they got him it just happened to be the hospital scene. They're like, well, better make the most of it. You know, they basically figure out this is not something they're going to be able to preach. Uh, he tells Johnny that he can surgically remove this implant from his head and they can extract the data from it. But he's probably going to die if they do it. And so... He's like, well, no, I definitely don't want to do that. And the doctor's like, well, you do realize what this data is, right? Uh, this data is the cure for this disease that's been ravaging the world. This NAS that the girl has. He's like, this is this in your head is the cure for it. And he's like, and if this gets out, then everybody everywhere can cure it. Which is so funny, because if this is the cure for this um, NAS or whatever, why is it 300 gigs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 300 yeah. gigs. Also, what is the cure? Like, this is a, a, a virus because of, of bad implants. So, like, what what is the cure? They don't even you know fucking I mean? tell you. They don't. Well, what they, is it? There's one scene at the end of the movie which we'll talk about, but they don't even explain what it is. It's just it's just the cure, I guess. Um, So, then, uh-oh, this body comes rolling into the room with a big cross sticking out of its chest. And then the preacher throws the doors open and it's like, the cure is mine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because he just bursts into the room and Johnny Jane and Spider proceed to kick the shit out of this guy for like two minutes straight. <laughs> they just throw him on the ground and then there's this scene of the three of them like kicking him on the ground. <laughs> Uh, but then they collectively decide, I guess, that, well, we can't kick him forever, so I guess we have to go. And Spider's like, don't worry, guys, I can take him. How about you two just get out of here? And the minute that Jane and Johnny walk out the door, Preacher finds renewed strength, jumps up, and crucifies Spider. No, I'm not joking. He sticks this man up on this machine like a big fucking cross and is like, well, guess my work here's done. <laughs> Uh, this oh, guy God. just loves to crucify people. This is not the first time he's going to do it, and it's not the last time he does it either. So there is one line I want to mention, though. When he's crucifying Spider, he looks at him, and Spider, er, he goes, uh, the preacher looks at Spider, and he goes, um, you know what I do with, or I don't remember exactly what he says. He basically asks him something like, do you know what you are in the eyes of the Lord? And he looks at him, and he goes, yeah. He's the guy that fucks your mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Spider gets crucified. And they don't show him dying. But later on, they mention that Spider's just dead. So I guess he's dead. But he was very much alive the last time we saw him. 
Which, like I said, this is just a big thing this movie does. It just loves to kill people off screen and then reveal to you later that they're dead. Whatever, I guess. If that's how you want to play this one movie. Uh, so, this is also a pretty great scene. Keanu gets back on the phone with this Pharmaco guy from earlier. And he's like, I'm arranging a meeting at a landfill with him. And they finish the call and it cuts to who he's really on the phone with. And it's the Yakuza boss with a hand puppet impersonating the Pharmaco guy. He is literally doing Gosh. a hand puppet gesture, moving his fingers up and down to simulate talking. And apparently this computer is analyzing this and making a perfect representation of the Pharmaco guy. I don't understand why they chose to do this. Why not just like scan his face? I was thinking the exact same way. thing. Yeah. Why not use a face like, rig of yourself talking oh as this gosh. guy? Because, yeah, a fucking hand puppet, you're telling me that's more believable than just rigging a, a model over your face? Whoever made this movie is a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Yeah. I, ugh, man. Um, so we cut to the landfill. Johnny and Jane are both standing there. Johnny starts going on this tangent. He's, like, trying to think about being a hero. He's like, man, maybe I should just die so everybody can live. Uh... Jane talks to him about this Navy guy that Spider knew once who had a lot of data in his head that they helped that literally doesn't proceed to mean anything in this plot. Just some, like, name drop kind of a thing that they literally don't touch on ever again. Whatever. The, the name drop was, um, the thing. What do you the mean? End. The, the Navy guy? Yeah. Is... The thing. Are you sure? I'm positive. That, that's really? Exactly what they're talking oh about. my yeah. god. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, well, we'll... It's, it's, it's Jones. Okay, we will talk about that and when we get to it then, <laughs> yeah, because we'll, this we'll, is a revelation we'll... to me. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> okay, um, never mind, never mind. Then this is definitely an important conversation. Uh, but, um... So, but Johnny starts going on this tangent, right? He gets like, he goes on a tantrum. Wait, there's one wow. thing that happens before this tantrum. Okay. There was one thing that happens before this tantrum. They, so he's hollering up to these two guys to let him up so that they can meet with this, this pharmaco yeah. guy. He's hollering <laughs> up to these two guys and they're just fucking ignoring him completely. They're like having this conversation and they're getting pissed off that Keanu Reeves is like interrupting them. <laughs> And he's like, man, this guy down here is a crazy crackhead or something. Like, he's being so annoying. And this guy's like, you know what would be funny? What if we just dropped a fucking bomb on his car? <laughs> and the other guy's like, go for it. Do it, man. And then you just drop a bomb on Spider's car and, like, evaporate it. It is uh, the dumbest fucking thing. And then Keanu Reeves goes on this rant that you can tell us about. Okay, he goes on this rant. It's like a, a tantrum because he doesn't want to you know whatever so and he goes he goes i want room service screaming to the high heavens and a club sandwich cold mexican beer and hookers yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is fucking like mega life. mega temper tantrum in the middle of a trash pile like oh who thought this was necessary in this script so funny it is pretty funny, but it's just like, it, but that's the thing. It's funny, but it's not meant to be a funny scene. No, it's not. It's not. This is completely meant to be like a really like, I guess, emotional, like 
it's just showing you the psychological strains that this has had on Keanu, but it just comes off like, oh my God, what a baby. It's pretty funny though. So, uh, this platform lowers with the car burning in the background. J-Bone, the guy from earlier, is standing on it. Uh, this is where they mentioned that Spider died, I guess, but, you know, he didn't really die. Um, so... <laughs> and this is, you know, take two of the Spotify unskippable ad in Keanu Reeves' brain as they're carrying him up into this thing. <laughs> um, you know, they're they're walking through. It's kind of funny because it's like this entire city has a dress code that they have to follow, which is a black sweater and jeans. And also a face tattoo of some kind, because every single person in the city is dressed the exact same way. I just yeah, thought it J-Bone has, like, the, the anarchy symbol yeah, on his forehead. Yeah, he's got, like, a... It's so funny. He's got an anarchy, like, symbol tattooed on his forehead. And literally, they do, like, a pan over of everybody who lives here. And every single one of them are dressed the exact same way. It's, like, the same character in multiple places. It's just, like, weird. It's, like, you're making everybody in your city follow this dress code? All right, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, during this, this Spotify ad, Johnny starts to remember parts of his past... He's just getting bits and pieces of them, so it's not really anything that you can make out except for a birthday cake. Uh, and then him and Jane start making out. <laughs> yeah, the the really forced like make out. Yeah, it's like it, he. Well, it's funny too because he looks at Jane. And he's like, "I can remember my past," and Jane's like, "That's so hot. Kiss me." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm tell me about your, tell me about your birthday cake while you kiss me. <laughs> Um, so they take him into this room and this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in a movie in my entire life. There is a big, they take him into this big clearing and there's this big computer with all these monitors set up on it in the middle of the room. It's like, uh, it's like a big tornado of, of monitors is like the easiest way to describe it. So, and then there's this big fish tank. And I was like, man, that's kind of weird to have fish tank in the middle of your room. I mean, I guess they've got fish or whatever. Like, we saw a fish tank at the beginning of the movie. I guess there's just fish tanks all over the place. Um, Until they walk up to it, and it's a big fucking cyborg dolphin with, like, nine different cables coming out of his tank. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is our cyborg dolphin who controls the internet. Yeah, you heard that right. That is a character in this movie. Oh my god, you know what he looks like? I just realized. Huh. The the dolphin from uh Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> yeah, the the, the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, right. What's his he, name? he totally Dr. does. Dr. Blowhole. Man, yeah, you're right. He totally does. That's hilarious. Oh gosh. That's you so fucking funny. opened up a thing in my childhood. I, I know, thought. right? That's so uh, funny. Yeah, you're totally right. He definitely does, doesn't he? They're they're using this dolphin for like I don't broadcasting. Yeah, thing? they said that they were feeding all Does... this data into the dolphin and he was processing it for him so they could broadcast it. He's a super smart dolphin. Too. Yeah, but this doesn't make any fucking sense because how is the dolphin processing this data in a form that is suitable for broadcast? Like Also, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, also, this dolphin has got some pretty piss poor living conditions because his tank is literally the size he is and the water in his tank is like fucking musty yeah bro. it's it's like you can't see through it it's green and like brown and it's like they haven't cleaned this water in like at least three months 
Are so, they letting him, letting the dolphin breathe? Because he does come up to breathe. Yeah, a couple of times okay. he just pops up above the surface while he's doing his like internet stuff. This poor fucking dolphin. Like uh, that, that had to be a prop, right? Oh yeah, no, that no, that was definitely not a real dolphin. <laughs> that was a real fucking dolphin. Hey, I feel fucking bad for Man, No, I first of all, I don't think you could enclose a dolphin in something like that and have it be humane in the eyes of the film industry. Uh and second of all, that would cost so much money to have a dolphin for this one scene. <laughs> which like clearly this movie didn't have the budget for. Yeah, I mean adding on the little fucking was it cybernetics i guess you would call it mm. how, how much is the budget for this movie uh, i'm actually funny and i already have it pulled up right here so oh, nice. the budget for this movie was uh 26 million dollars okay yes. so 26 million dollars uh originally this was supposed to be a small film project that was going to be one and a half million dollars okay and then they ended up getting $30 million because they proposed it to uh, like this board of people in, when they were asking for funding, and they were like, oh my god, this sounds like such a good movie. How about you take $30 million instead? And they were like, are you sure? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know about that one, but I mean, if you say so. What do you think the box office of this movie was? Unfortunately, I was already looking at it. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead and read it out for us. Uh, I think if we're if we're looking at the right thing, um, again, the budget was around twenty six or thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says gross worldwide, nineteen million dollars. That is what I have as well. Yeah. And <laughs> that fucking whopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have actually I have two different uh, box offices from it. If you look at yeah. IMDb, it says nineteen million. But if you look at Wikipedia, it says fifty-two million. Yeah, yeah. Which so I mean, but every other every yeah every other website I've read though has said nineteen million. So that's the one that I think is more accurate. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes says nineteen million too. So that's probably more accurate. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Regardless, um. That's pretty sad. That's a pretty sad. 30 million with a 19 million reception. Yikes. Yeah. Good luck getting another uh another gig after that flop. <laughs> uh so we get a taste of what this dolphin can do aside from encoding and decoding data, which is a psionic attack, I guess, because he just starts to melt Keanu Reeves, and they're like, whoa, buddy, this guy's a friend. And the dolphin stops his barrage of, like, psionic waves. That doesn't make any fucking sense. How could he do that? It's a dolphin, I don't know. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying, though. This dolphin can shoot beams of energy that can fucking kill Keanu Reeves? Okay, I guess. Um, So... They plan to use this dolphin to crack the code. They're basically going to have this supercomputer dolphin be the code breaker and crack the code. They strap Keanu Reeves to a chair and they're like, all right, he's going to start running all these codes. But if you move too much, it's going to microwave your brain. Keanu Reeves is like, well, that's fine, I guess. Uh, And then it cuts outside. The Yakuza have arrived because they were really the ones on the call with him and not Pharmaco. 
and they're wearing like space balls helmets as they're breaking into this place because they're like three sizes too big for all of their heads. They just look so fucking stupid. Like inches above their ears too. It's it's not all the way on. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. It's like costume design. Yeah. It was like let's order a size up for everyone and just make it work. <laughs> it's like every outfit in this just feels like it's way too big on whoever's wearing it. Um, and this is kind of funny too because there's like helicopters and people breaking into this place and nobody notices. They are completely unaware that they're being broken into. Like. You would hear a helicopter directly overhead. I don't care what kind of room you're in. You're hearing a helicopter above you. Nobody notices until it's too late. And they just start shooting rocket launchers and shit and massacring all these people. Uh, they have to pull Keanu Reeves out because, you know, they're getting attacked. And so let's see. This is where I start to not remember what happens in this movie because this whole like ending sequence just feels like way too long. And yeah. <laughs> there's okay. a lot of things going on. Yeah, exactly. There's so much happening. So they pull him out and he has another little brief flash into his mind where he's seen more of his past. Uh, there's a bunch of explosions for no reason. Keanu Reeves is still in his brain. Uh, just seeing things, this dolphin's just floating around, doing shit. <laughs> and then they pull him out, and J-Bone whips out this crossbow and starts killing people with it? You're telling me in a cyberpunk future, your best weapon is a crossbow? I'm sorry, you're not fooling anybody with that one, bro. Like, you had the fucking watch that would blow anything up on command. We and have this well, fucking that's, crossbow. That's what I'm saying. We have this we have this watch that can blow shit up. We have this lightsaber razor wire thing that can cut people into thirds. You know, we have this psionic dolphin attack and you're going to use a crossbow. <laughs> this is a cyberpunk movie. Use some kind of future tech like anything. Oh man, it's just like Yeah, it's like it's just this yeah. is like I said it's just this just keeps pulling me out of this immersion with all of these decisions cuz it's like this is a cyberpunk movie and you're using crossbows, man. So the Yakuza boss walks in on Keanu. Jane is just standing right in front of him and he pulls his gun and starts shooting at her. And she rolls across the floor and somehow he misses like nine shots on her. And she gets away and he's like, well, fiddlesticks, I guess I missed. Um, The boss and Johnny have this huge standoff. You know, he's like, well, you can't shoot me in my head because you want this data. And he's like, well, I can't shoot you in the head, but I'll cut your head off. And he pulls a knife out. And then we have another vision of this computer lady. She appears on the big screen on all these uh, broadcast like televisions that they have. And she's like, dude, for like the eighth time, stop trying to fucking kill Keanu Reeves. And she's like. I'll tell you exactly why, and I'll tell you in five seconds, and I sure hope in five seconds nothing cuts off this transmission. Five, four, like, there's just, like, this long-winded, like, setup for why she doesn't want him to kill him, and she just doesn't fucking say it. And then, of course, as always happens, she gets cut off. And then the Yakuza's like, any last words, Johnny? And then something completely unexpected happens that doesn't really make any sense. The, the razor wire, cyber wire guy... Just fucking kills the Yakuza boss. He shoots him like eight times in the back. 
I mean, did, did that make sense to you, Lawrence? No. I don't, um, I don't understand no. the motives behind it. I don't uh, think... I think the writing is just like, we need to get rid of this guy. But yeah. uh... <laughs> Right. I didn't know if that was just something I had missed or not. But He just didn't pay him enough. I mean, I guess so. Like, I guess he was wanting a bigger cut. But, like, I just, I don't know. I just felt like when this scene happened, I was like, why is he killing this guy? Like, you didn't set up any of this beforehand. Like, you didn't sow any ill intentions or anything. I just, I don't know. I find it kind of weird that you're just going to murder your boss all of a sudden. Whatever. So, uh, that guy gets shot, like, eight times in the back. He grabs Jane as a hostage. Then there's this epic battle scene that happens which is really just like a two second fight on a bridge that collapses until they fall through like the entire complex um they both fall and grab hold of this rope and johnny's trying to like act like help each other out he's like look why don't we just both pull ourselves up like you still need me alive let's just you know what let's both get up and the guy's like eat shit and die and just starts punching him in the face and Johnny grabs this razor wire out of his ring and cuts his head off. And the guy falls and dies. And he climbs up. And the preacher appears. And grabs Jane by the throat, hoists her into the air, and goes, Jesus time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. This guy. Um, what a Jesus time is on Sundays at 9. Yeah. What a stupid fucking character. Jesus time get a get a like get over yourself what a dumb line so man uh so that happens he nails one of her hands into the wall and as he goes to nail the other hand into the wall Keanu Reeves shows up and he's like quit crucifying all my friends dickhead <laughs> and the preacher looks at him and goes come to Jesus and he pulls out the cross knife and uh, Jane runs over to the dolphin and is like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. Uh, dolphin, psionic blast preacher, please. And points this giant like radio, like radio uh, broadcasting panel at him. And the dolphin shoots this massive psionic attack that just catches him on fire and melts him. And then he explodes, too. All of this happens uh, in like the span of three seconds, and I just whatever I guess. <laughs> so Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, the battle is stopped. Uh, so I forgot to mention Keanu Reeves as he's running over to Jane, the Yakuza boss stops him with a, you know his knife, and he's like, "You're like, oh god, he's gonna try and kill Keanu again." But then he drops the knife and smiles and gives him the the last piece of the code that he recovered earlier from the nerds at the beginning and then dies. Uh, and he gives it to Keanu. So Keanu now has two of the three panels because the code that they had at the beginning only had two. They had one that Keanu remembered and then the second one that they got from the nerds and the third panel is all they have to crack. So Keanu's like, hit me, put me back in the chair. Uh, put me back in the chair. You know, let's crack this code. We only need one more piece. And they take us back into this animated metaverse. God, they just they should have just left this whole scene out because it looks bad. It was just the spike. Like, like lawnmower man shit, if you know what I'm talking about. I do not. I don't either. Maybe that's one. Of, maybe that's something else we can watch. <laughs> okay. 
uh, I felt like they had this model for Keanu Reeves while he's in this metaverse. I thought he looked like one of the original Sims from Sims 1. Because <laughs> he just, like, he's low poly, like, you can count all the sides on his head kind of a thing. Like, uh, it, and they oh, just man. put, like, a loose JPEG over the whole image and we're like, yeah, that'll probably do well enough. It just looks bad, so... He has to hack his own brain to, you know, pull this data out and turns out that the last image on the reel was the lady who's been appearing to them the whole time because she showed up on the TV as they were picking channels and that was the last picture. And they start extracting this data and Keanu Reeves once again looks like he's about to shit his fucking pants because uh, he's like making the same faces earlier and you know it's just like grinding his teeth he's like definitely constipated yeah it's like after this he's gonna ask where the bathroom is again and then go clean himself up so uh they extract this data and they use the dolphin to parse this data into something they can broadcast and they broadcast this cure across television but what i don't understand here is that they're just showing like a bunch of proteins and like uh, just like like chemical compounds and it's like 98% of the people who are going to watch this fucking broadcast are just going to be like oh boy a bunch of chemical signals what do i do with this you know like why would you broadcast this on tv like people aren't going to be able to make use of this you know like they're not going to be able to synthesize like the their own cures i mean you have the dr allcome place why don't you just give it to them that's exactly what i'm saying yeah i think yeah if you had gotten this onto like you know like i don't know your vhs tape or something this is 95 you know put it on like a vhs tape or a dvd and something and just take it with you to the doctor's hideout and be like this right here is the cure take it make the cure why would you broadcast it on tv because it's like this would be like if you broadcast one day you're watching tv and all of a sudden the cure for cancer was broadcast by anonymous on the television I would be like, boy, that's real fucking cool. I wish I could do something with this. You know, like, man, yeah. that's great. I really wish that I could do something with this. But alas, I'm just a normal person who doesn't have training in synthesizing cures for anything. So or like, like the, the cure is just like um, some lemon juice and water. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long, hot shower and then a cinnamon and lemon tea afterwards. <laughs> Make sure chicken little soup with a Sprite. Yeah. Um, uh, so they broadcast this cure. It shows the image of this woman once again, and a bike rolls through it as Keanu Reeves memories are being accessed once again. And you find out, wow, this is a revolution, a revelation. Nobody saw coming that lady's his mom. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, Cause this movie needed something like this as well. Right. Otherwise it's not a good movie. You just have to include the fact that, Oh, you know that lady you've been seeing this whole time? That's his mom. Yeah, no, that's his mom. Don't ask any questions. It's just his mom. Like, sure. Okay. Uh, And then once again, this is Jane getting turned on by him talking about his childhood. He's like, Jane, I just found out that lady that I've been seeing. That's my mom. And she's like, oh my God, that's so hot. Kiss me. And then they make out again. (laughs) Then they make out again. uh, And then they have this big embrace. And J-Bone walks over to the window and is like, would you look at that? Pharmaco's on fire. (laughs) And the whole pharmaceutical building is literally up in flames. It's never explained why it's up in flames. No, it's not. That's the thing. It's just like, okay, 
Yeah, literally. <laughs> they just cut to this thing and it's like, yeah, nope, that whole fucking thing's on fire now. All right. Well, brush yourselves off, everyone. Let's go home. Uh, and then it, this is this is my least favorite part of the entire movie. And I think the dumbest part of the movie. They cut to the charred body of the preacher. And you see his hand start to move. And he starts lifting himself up off the ground. And you're like, really? You're going to fucking bring this preacher guy back? And and then it pans out. And they're lifting him up with, like, a crane. And J-Bone goes, oh, get this shit out of here. And they throw his body off the side of the thing. And it's like, why would you include a massive fucking fake out at the last scene of your movie like that? But, like, the, the people's faces, like, Keanu Reeves and Jane, like, they're... You see their faces and they're like surprised, like yeah, and they're he's like sitting back up. Yeah, literally, it's and like then, they don't see the big fucking crane lifting him. They just see. <laughs> they're like, oh my god, he's back! He's back to life, guys. And it's like, but like, why? Why is a director, as a producer of this movie, would you be like, shit? I know we've just wrapped everything up so nice and clean, but we need one last fucking joke at the end of this movie. Let's make preacher come back to life. I thought they're gonna make a fucking sequel or some dumb shit. I thought, I'm not lying to you, I thought Preacher was about to get back up and push Jane over the side or something like that. <laughs> I, was like, great. I was Honestly, like, I was like, I would have been like, all right. Really? I, I, that's respect. I, you know, I would have, well, I, I don't know. I, if I had seen him come back to life, first of all, I'd have been like, that's so fucking stupid because he's literally a skeleton on the floor. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I think he could have been cool if he'd done something like, Maybe he has a cybernetic or something, and he could have made a joke when he stood up. Like he stood up, he's like the second coming, and then fucking murdered yeah. somebody. <laughs> like he pulls out that that cross knife that he's been flashing, but not doing anything with the whole movie, and like kills J Bone or something. That'd or be something. Like a like a a cybernetic part of him that's like kind of Christian related, and fucking kill someone with it. I mean, shit. I would have been happy. I mean, this could have been cool too. Like. If if the preacher like had back implant and like wings spread out, and he turned in like an angel or something. And he's like the second coming. And he's like this big fucking like Terminator angel thing or something that they have to fight. Second coming. <laughs> like shit, that could have been kind of cool. It's yeah. just I don't know. I, I think it could have been cool, but I also think it would have been so fucking stupid. It's like man, this guy's dead. Just let him stay dead already. So, but that's Johnny Mnemonic for you guys. Man, what a wild ride. Yeah. Final, uh, final thoughts on the movie, everyone? Uh, don't watch Johnny Dumont. Just, like, watch Blade Runner or play Cyberpunk. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly, play Cyberpunk because it's essentially <laughs> the same thing except a lot better. It is. It's almost literally word for word the exact premise of this movie, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it has Keanu Reeves. <laughs> it does also have Keanu Reeves. It's literally just you are watching this movie again. But either way, I hope Keanu Reeves is doing a great, doing great right now. Oh, I'm sure he's doing great. In his <laughs> Scrooge McDuck money pit, the bottom of his house. <laughs> you know, I wonder what his birthday is. Keanu Reeves' birthday, probably. If September I had to guess. Second. Oh, okay. I was gonna guess January. Oh, uh, you know, suddenly my birthday became. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, my birthday became September second. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. My brain is fucking fried from watching that movie, trying to like actually comprehend what happened. It was a dumb your movie. Is, your brain is fried for from having that movie being uploaded to your head. Yeah, you're you're you yeah. process more than 300 gigs. I'm sorry, bro. You're gonna die. All right. Well, well, that was a pretty shitty movie. Uh, I'm glad that we watched it though and got to talk about it. 
Any ideas what next week's movie is going to be? Give everybody a little bit of a teaser. Oh, what was that one you told me? That one that I sent you the other day? Yeah. Attack of the 50-foot cheerleader. <laughs> uh, looks like... Oof. I don't oh, think it's a... You know what? Go ahead. I'm not, I'm not even going to look it up. I'm gonna, I want to go in blind. Okay, I, I saw the trailer for it, and I think it looks real bad. So I'm excited. It's get ready. I'm just gonna. That's all I'm gonna say. Get ready. Um, okay. but with that, we're gonna go ahead and call this a wrap. So thanks everybody for listening. Be on the lookout. Uh, next Monday is when the next episode's gonna go up. So until then, enjoy your week. Uh, and we will see you all then. Peace. Peace. See ya.